the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Mistakes to Avoid About the Future. Mistakes to Avoid About the Future. The sports world is still reeling from the freak helicopter crash last Sunday morning that took the lives of nine people, including retired Los Angeles Laker basketball star, Kobe Bryant, 41 years old, and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. They were going to a basketball tournament in which Gianna would participate and her father would coach her. The news, even today, is still heartbreaking. Radio and television have given countless hours of programming to Kobe's life. I was moved and continue to be moved to see people from all walks of life overcome by grief. Not only in this, in this country, but around the world. It was a reminder to me, and I hope a reminder to you, that life is short and uncertain. That tomorrow is not promised us, and that no one knows the day or the hour of his or her last breath. Kobe's death, as well as the other eight people on board the helicopter, causes us to face the fact that earthly success, no matter how great, cannot extend one's days on this earth. And with this tragedy still fresh in our minds, I want to talk about mistakes to avoid as we think about the future. In James chapter 4, 13 through 17, James talks about how to face the future. He says there are three mistakes that are commonly made that we need to be aware of. And the first mistake is planning without God. Planning without God. And he illustrates the mistake with a typical conversation between a couple of businessmen. Putting it in modern terms, one guy has his MBA from the University of Jerusalem and the other the CEO of a large Tel Aviv 500 company. 
they're talking and discussing their plans. And in James chapter 4.13, we drop into their conversation. Where we read, today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. These two men were planning everything. They had all of the bases covered. All of what they were saying looked great, but something was missing from their plans. They presume that they will be alive tomorrow or be in good health the next week or that the economy will cooperate with their plans. One thing is left out of this business plan. There is no mention whatever of God. The planning is not the problem here. God is not against good planning. In fact, he encourages us to plan well. Leaving God out of the planning is the problem. Think about how business is conducted today. God is less and less, if not at all, a part of business that is done today by the majority of people. Of course, there are some who take God seriously, even in their business, their believers. The priority here seems to be self. It's uh, my life, my business. I do what pleases me, and what pleases me is the bottom line, to make money. So what James is writing about we see happening around us every day. You can be a believer and forget God in your daily life as you go about your business. There are lots of people who love the Lord with all their hearts, but when it comes to planning their business, career, their education, and in their family, they are practical atheists. It is sad to meet someone who says, I don't believe in God. But it's even more sad to find someone who says, I believe in God, but then acts like he doesn't really exist as far as their lives are concerned. These people that I'm talking about don't make plans involving God. They just go off on their own as if everything depends on them. You say, I, I, I believe in God, but does he have a say in my plans, in the things that I want to do, and the things that I'm doing even now, in my career, education, etc.? Don't plan without God. Include God in your goal setting. As James says in verse 15, Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Note the word if. Have you realized that even the best laid plans of mice and men often fall through? 
So there's a thing called Murphy's Law. It says if anything can go wrong, it will. And you can count on it. Life is just one big if. I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow, and neither do you. I can make an educated guess, but planning without God is downright presumptuous. The starting point in facing the future is to say, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me not to do? Planning without prayer is presumptuous. You talk to God before and during your, your planning to determine if this is the way God wants you to go. James says, we should preface all our planning with the phrase, if the Lord wills. He's saying that the whole attitude of our life should be, it's up to God. I want to do this, but God has a final word. Whatever he wants me to do, I will do. See, it is okay to plan, but we need to include God in our plans and in our goal setting. As Proverbs 16 and 1 says, we may make our plans, but God has the last word. And Proverbs 16 and verse 9, we should make plans counting on God to direct us. Now, the second mistake is presuming about tomorrow. Presuming about tomorrow. In James uh, chapter 4, verse 14 and, and, and 16, James says, Why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. As it is, you boast and brag. All such boasting is evil. So there are two reasons we shouldn't presume about the future. One, life is unpredictable. James says you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. He said none of us know what's going to happen tonight, much less the next year. All that we, we can do is to make guesses because life is unpredictable. None of us know what is going to happen in, in our lives. I've seen so many people who pass away without even thinking that they would have to go home. Even my, my own brother went to sleep one night and didn't wake up. And there are so many others. We know that um, Sister Velma Bennett was on her way to church on the first Sunday. She had an aneurysm on the way, fell in the sidewalk and had to be taken to the hospital. And 12 days later, she was gone. We had her funeral on Friday. Today, a preacher will preach his last sermon, but he does not know it. Some church members will attend their last worship service, but they don't know it. Tomorrow will be the last day for a businessman who will not set foot in his office again. Some child has enjoyed his last 
Saturday morning playtime with the neighbor's kids. A disaster, a tragedy like what happened to, uh, to the helicopter uh, crash in California. A natural phenomenon will happen today, tomorrow, the next week, that will change the lives and futures of hundreds of thousands of people. In fact, I was reading that 150 people die uh, each, each day. For 15 years, Jim Fix, author of the 1978 bestseller, The Complete Book of Running, it said that he ran 80 miles a week. He appeared to be in tip-top shape. It didn't seem possible that a man his age could be in any better condition. Yet at age 52, Fix died of a massive heart attack while running alone on a Vermont road. So life is unpredictable. We don't know what is going to, is going to happen. But the second thing is that life is brief. James says, you are mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. You see, your life is like a fog. It rolls in in the morning, but it burns off by noon. Who knows how long we are going to live? None of us do. How does the Bible describe our life? It uses phrases like a leaf, grass, cloud, puff of smoke, a vapor, mist. I'm only one heartbeat away from eternity. I don't know how long I'm going to live, so don't take tomorrow for granted. It's not ours. Isaiah chapter 56 and verse 12, we read, Come, each one cries, let me get wine, let us drink our fill of beer, and tomorrow will be like today, or even better. Now, do you know anybody with that kind of attitude? Of course, there are lots of of them out there. Life is great, let's party, let's get drunk, let's bring on the beer. But James says, you can't presume that tomorrow is going to be just the same as today. You can't presume that you are going to be alive or that you are going to live for 80 or 90 years. Proverbs 27 verse 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. So don't presume on tomorrow. So what is the solution? And Jesus gave us the solution in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34. It says, so don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. Live one day at a time. That's how God says we face the future. The future could be overwhelming, but fortunately, it comes in bite-sized pieces, 24-hour segments at a time. Plan for the future. 
but you can only live now. I can't live in the future, I can only live today. Plan for the future, but take advantage of the present. Make the most of now. Just because the future is uncertain and unsure and brief does not mean that you get all uptight and get paralyzed with panic and worry. It should be the motivation for us to trust God more. You put your trust in God, that's how you face the future. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. That's what counts. Don't make the mistake of of planning without God and don't make the mistake of presuming about tomorrow. Instead, include God in your planning and make the most of today and live one day at a time. But a third common mistake we make is delaying what should be done today. Delaying what should be done today. In James chapter 4 and verse 17, James says, Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. Now, James is talking here about the issue of procrastination. Someone put it this way, Procrastination is my sin. It only caused me sorrow. I know I ought to change my ways. In fact, I will tomorrow. Sin is not only doing something wrong. It is a failure to do something right. And that sin is called the sin of omission. When you know someone who needs a word of encouragement and you withhold it, when you know you're wrong about something, yet you refuse to apologize for it, when you know someone needs forgiveness yet you will not give it. When you know the right thing to do and do not do it, it is a sin, says the scriptures. Procrastination is a subtle trap. It is the land of someday I will. One of these days, and you never do because you presume that tomorrow is good enough. One of these days I'm going to get serious about God. I'm really going to get committed and join the church and and begin to serve God. But God says, you don't have any guarantee of tomorrow. Not a day passes without a reminder that our earthly life can end at any moment. This is what happened last Sunday morning. But the good and encouraging thing that I read about is that Kobe that morning went to church to pray. And after he prayed, he went to the airport, but not knowing that that would be his last last day on earth. One message comes through loud and clear. We are here today, but we may be gone tomorrow. In Luke chapter 12, 16 through 20, Jesus tells a story about a man who was very successful in life, but he made a very foolish decision. He made all three mistakes James talks about. 
He planned without God, he presumed about tomorrow, and he put off doing good. And so the passage, the passage reads, Jesus told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This man has what we could call an eye problem. All he could see is himself. And God says, how dumb. You don't know how long you're going to live. And so if you are here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is a good time for you to make the decision. Don't put it off for tomorrow. The fact is none of us have any certainty how long we are going to be here. Just consider that in your planning and do the things that God wants you to do. Plan with God. Don't presume on tomorrow, but live today and make today count. As Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2, right now God is ready to welcome you. Today he is ready to save you. For some of you, today is the day to give your life to Jesus Christ. Today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, it is presumptuous to depend on tomorrow. So what are your plans for the future? Does God have any say in your plans? Does God have a priority in your planning? Let's be specific. Have you talked to God about how you are going to retire? How are you going to spend your time and years? Have you talked to God about your plans to go back to school or to get, uh, to get that degree and to get that job that you have been dreaming about? Have you talked to God about your plans to get married, to get divorced, to date, to remain single? Don't you think he is interested in these kind of things? Have you talked to God about your business, your career, your investments, and how you spend your money? What have you known you ought to do, but you've been putting off? What are your plans for the future? Do you plan to go to heaven? If so, you need to be sure that you are saved today. The Bible says, do it now. Right now, there is not a better time than now. Because there is somebody who cares about you. Somebody who loves you. Somebody who wants you near to, near to him. Who understands 
your situation and his name is Jesus. And there's somebody who can help you carry your heavy burdens. Someone who can help you face the future. Someone who can help you fulfill your responsibilities. Someone who can help you fight your battles. Someone who can help you solve your problems. And who can help you through each and every day. And his name is Jesus. Don't be deceived. Satan is a liar. Procrastination is dangerous. Life is short. Judgment is coming. Hell is real. And eternity is long. So don't be deceived into thinking that you have plenty of time to make things right with God. Don't be deceived into thinking that you have plenty of time to start living right. Don't be deceived into thinking that you have plenty of time to start attending church or becoming a member of a church. Don't be deceived into thinking that you have plenty of time to neglect your soul and that you have plenty of time left to prepare for eternity. The truth is, you may not have a year, you may not have a month, you may not have a week, you may not have a day. Who knows for sure? But thank God for those today who can say many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.